Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. Hey, Mamacita, you're listening to part three on a series I'm doing on overcoming betrayal and divorce. This is the third episode that I'm doing in English about this subject. On the first part, we talked about creating a, a system of beliefs that will set you up for success in the future so that you can basically create an extraordinary life after divorce. When we have the right belief systems in place, we create a solid foundation for our future. We definitely don't want to build the house of our future on sandy or unstable ground. So the very first thing that we need to do is to question our belief systems, particularly the belief systems that we're creating at this moment of pain and heartbreak right after a separation, during a divorce or right after it. We want to make sure that the belief systems we have set up in place are solid enough for us to create the life that we truly want. And for that, go back to part one so you can listen to how to do that. In part two, I talk about how to navigate toxic and negative emotions. So basically, for example, like after betrayal or divorce, how you might be dealing with sentiments such as um, toxic sentiments, such as anger and how to transform the activities that you can do to transform these toxic emotions into strength, into faith, into something positive to basically switch it around, right? Do the alchemy of transforming negative emotions into positive emotions. And there are specific activities and things that you can do in order to do, to do that. And that is what the second part of this series is about. And today we're going to talk about reinventing your life. So I do believe that there's, you know, there's the life that you had before your divorce and now there's a life that you will have after your divorce. And it's sort of like a line and anybody who's been divorced will know there's like the before and the after. So now that you are, you know, that you're separated, that you're going through the divorce or maybe your divorce is already done. You feel like, okay, now I feel like I need to reinvent my life. I feel like Now, what is it that I want? We might be questioning our dreams. We might be sad that we've left the dreams that we had before behind. When we go into a marriage, as you all know, we go in with hopes and dreams and desires and aspirations for, for what our future might be with our, with our new husband. And when the breakdown of the marriage happens and when you have a divorce, it's like it feels as if we are putting all of those dreams and hopes in the garbage can. It feels like everything that we had for the vision of our future is gone. And so it leaves us feeling empty, sad, um, sometimes depressed, and we feel a little hopeless. But I want to let you know that this is a moment in your life that truly is like a clean slate. 
And that is a, an exciting part. Um, and it might not seem exciting. It actually might seem really scary. It might seem really awful right now, like the worst thing that's ever happened. And I, I get you a hundred percent because I went through that. And there was a moment in time where I thought that my divorce was my biggest curse. And now I realize it was my biggest blessing. And there was something that my sister said at the very beginning of what was happening to me um, when I, you know, when I had just filed for divorce and my divorce, I, I, I mentioned in the other episodes, it took two long years to basically conclude in the court systems. And it was a very painful and long process, an arduous process. Um, and I remember at the very beginning, my sister told me something that I was quite angry about, but it actually had a lot of wisdom behind it. My younger sister at that moment. So I was just to give you um, like a, a little bit of a background. So I had in total been with my ex for 11 years between our um, courtship of boyfriend and girlfriend and the marriage. So 11 years together. And we had been married for five years, um, the year that we filed for divorce. Um, and she said to me, she was 26 at the time. I was 29 because I got with him when I was very young and I became his girlfriend. So when I was 29, all of a sudden I have a five and a half month old son and I find about, out about his infidelities and I decided to separate. And then a month and a half later to two months later, it was about two months later, I decided to file for divorce. And it was very painful that I was doing. I mean, I had literally you know, I thought he was 180 degrees of what the person that I realized he was uh, didn't have, wasn't living his way in life in a way that I perceived to be the way that I wanted to have a family and a marriage. And so I knew right away that it was not going to work out. And when we filed for divorce, my sister said to me, Valentina, there's only one door that closed and there's a million doors that are open in front of you. I was very angry at my sister for telling me this because I was like, what does she know? What does this 26 year old know about life? How could she possibly say that, you know, my life was only one door, right? The life of the life that I thought I was creating, you know, of a family and a marriage and everything else, all the, all, all the other hopes and dreams that I had, how could he, she possibly say that only one door is closed and now I have a million doors open. It was like the last thing I thought, I thought I had no, no doors in front of me. I thought I was basically closing a door and then I was in this empty room with no other doors that were going to open for me. And it took me a long time to realize that what my sister said was hundred percent true that now I had a whole new possibility of of like the possibility to create my life and to reinvent my life in a way that I never thought was possible. And I started to discover that little by little, but I'm saying this because if you might, if you might be in this place where you feel like your life has no more hope, that all your dreams and aspirations went through the, down the drain and that now you find yourself divorced, perhaps with a kid, now having to deal with, deal with you know, co-parenting with your ex and you might not get along with him. So if everything seems gray, if your economic, for example, economic situation might be like upside down and now you don't even know how you're going to make ends meet, that might be the story, right? Like that might be the circumstances right now, but... Just realize that in reality, what you're getting is a blank slate. And although that might be hard to swallow at first, it might be hard to digest. I want you to, I want to plant that seed, plant the seed that the best is yet to come, plant the seed that it is, it is possible to create an extraordinary life and to have divorce be the catalyst for an extraordinary life that you will create.
And now in order for this to happen, you first need to start believing in it, or at least opening yourself up to the possibility that that's true, right? That you can reinvent your life. And I like to like use this metaphor, right? You had this masterpiece that you were creating, right? You took years perhaps in creating this masterpiece and you were like on your way to creating it, right? And it was like, you had taken all these, like in, in my in my mind, it was like I had this masterpiece that I was creating that had taken me years. And, and you know, that I'd been using these oil paintings and it was like forming and, and looking like something. And then all of a sudden that masterpiece was like stolen. It was like, nope, you're not gonna work that on anymore. That's not your life anymore, right? The masterpiece of my life was no longer an option for me. I didn't even want it as an option for me in reality, but it felt like everything that I had worked for was gone. Like my light, like as if somebody had taken the carpet from underneath me and like took it out and then I'd been, I was like on the ground, upside down. And there is, what's cool is that now, yes, that masterpiece might be gone, but you get a clean canvas. And now you get to decide what you're going to put in that clean canvas. And you might start, if you start reflecting on this and you start thinking hard about the type of life that you want to create, you might realize that there were things on the canvas that you had previous in that previous life, right? Pre-divorce that you don't have to put on the canvas now. You really do get to reinvent it completely. And that's the exciting part. Although in the beginning, it might not seem like it. So what I want you to think of, like do a meditation where you close your eyes for a moment and you realize that you have the ability to pick, a, or like if you don't want to think about it like a masterpiece, think about it like a, a, this bouquet of flowers, right? So perhaps the bouquet of flowers that you had collected had, I don't know, sunflowers and all, you know, irises and that type of flower. And now you throw those flowers away. Now what, what are you going to do with your new bouquet? You get to create a whole new bouquet of your life for your life. Are you going to pick roses or, you know, maybe not roses. What color are the flowers going to be? Like you get to start all over again. And that's the exciting part of this new adventure. And the seed is important to plant because when we're going through these moments of despair, of depression, of hopelessness, it's important for somebody to remind you that your life is still a masterpiece and that this is a moment where you can start over again. And there's a lot of people that walk away from the stage like where they feel like their mojo is gone, right? Where they feel like nothing is exciting. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's the opposite. You can reinvent your life. You can make it exciting. You can write down a bucket list of the things that you want to do. It's actually like a really fun exercise that I did in the beginning. Um, at, at, at the beginning, which is interesting because at the, even in, the, in my moments of most despair, I did some exercises that really helped me through. And I, I started focusing immediately on what I wanted to create and what I wanted. And even though at the same time, there was this huge contrast of emotions. Like all of a sudden, have, I'd have a breakthrough. I'd grab my journal and I'd write down things that I wanted for my future, right? There were those moments. And then they were, um, it was in contrast to days where I, at one moment in time in, during the day, I would write what I want. And then another part of that day, I would be crying my eyes out in the bathroom or I'd be going to sleep crying. But it's, po it's still possible to like illuminate that match right? To light that match up in that moment of darkness when you're feeling like you're in a cave and realizing, okay, the light does exist. 
let me start even in the beginning, writing down very simply specific things that I might, that I could possibly want for my future. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. It's kind of a funny example, but I'll just, I'll just illustrate about how powerful this is. I remember starting to write things down of things that I thought might be fun for me to do, things that I still wanted for my life. Even though in that moment, I was like, it, it felt so far away from me. But I remember writing down countries that I still wanted to visit and be the tourist of. I remember writing specific things that I had never done in my life that I still wanted to do. And two of them, I could tell you um, that I ended up like two huge things that I wrote down on that list ended up happening that I remember thinking like, wow, I actually did this, right? Like a couple years later, one of them was like um, skydiving. I remember that that I put that on my bucket list and I thought to myself, I'll never have the courage to do that. But for some reason, but for some reason I had the like the desire to do so. I wrote it down, right? Even though I didn't even know if I would ever muster up the courage to do it. And I wrote down, well, one day I want to skydive, like in the future. Um, and I remember thinking I was thinking I was crazy when I wrote that down. And it turns out that years, like years later, I would end up skydiving with my future husband. And that we would have that experience to share with one another. And, but even before that, like a couple of years, I think it was like two years after my divorce, I ended up getting my scuba diving certificate. So yeah, these are very adventurous things that I had written down of things that I wanted to do. But what I'm saying is that there are definitely things in your life that you probably had dreams of doing when you were younger that you might not, that you might have forgotten about. Things that you had kind of pushed to the side when you were married. And right now is the moment to open up those drawers. Open up those drawers of things, of those desires that your little, like your inner child, of things that your inner child wanted to do. Another thing I ended up doing after my divorce that also was in that sort of drawer that I had put away is um, ballroom dancing. I started taking up ballroom dancing a couple of years after my divorce as well. And it's amazing how, like when I look at my life now, I think to myself, wow, I would have never done these things had I not gotten divorced. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my God, this was such a blessing. It literally had me recreate my life and get very laser focused on the type of things that I wanted to do in my future. And in, as a consequence, as a consequence I've, I've been able to have very exciting experiences afterwards. So I think it's very important to start getting connected with that. And that's why I wanted to plant the seed. I wanted to plant the seed because sometimes when we're going through these moments of separation and heartbreak, we forget that the light does exist at the end of the tunnel. We feel like we're stuck in a hole where there's, it's all darkness and we don't see the light. And so I invite you to search for the light and to write down these stuff that maybe that you've forgotten. Desires, I don't know, maybe you, you know, uh, have always dreamed of taking up a cooking class in Italy. I don't know. Like think of things that you think might be outside the box that were outside of the scope of your possibility Write them down and you'll see how powerful this exercise is because it's even the declaration of what you want for the future that is so, so powerful. Sometimes we don't even allow ourselves to say out loud what we truly desire. The other thing that you uh, will want to do is like look at all the other aspects of your life. Like creating a bucket list is cool, but I think it's a moment to reflect on all the areas of your life. For example, it was a moment in time where I had to really take a careful look at the different pillars of my life. For example, my finances and my career. 
Like it was a moment where I totally had to reinvent myself because I had been um, in a way like I was I was an actress, but in theater, but I wasn't hired all the time because I was, you know, I had been pregnant and, and I was taking care of my five and a half month old. So basically when my when I basically, uh, you know, separated from my ex, I had just started to do a um, a play and I was the it was my first protagonist protagonist role. So I had but I was still like. like a new mom. I was a new mom with a little baby and my theater income wasn't at all what was sustaining the family at all. So I had to rethink my life again. Like, what am I going to do to support myself and my child? I didn't even know how I was going to end up economically after my divorce. So it had me really thinking about my future. Like, what, what, what is it that I really wanted to do with my life? There was a moment that I was confronted. I I had graduated from a business degree, but my real passion was acting. And I was thinking, am I going to have to give up my acting and the things that I love in order to go back to corporate America? And I really wrestled with these things. And I, and I, and I truly like had a, you know, had to like sit down with myself to figure out what I really wanted with my life because my life was completely going to change. And I didn't know what my economic situation was going to be. So I had to sit down with myself and, and really be honest with myself, like truly think to myself, am I going to be happy going back to corporate America and leaving my acting behind? Not, you know, not doing that part of my artistic, you know, not, you know, leaving my artistic endeavors to the side. Is that what's truly going to fill me up? And I remember at one moment in time, I confronted myself really honestly and Even my parents, I was in a lot of communication with my parents at the time, and they really helped me through, through me in during this process. But I remember telling themselves, like telling them, my parents, like, I might have to move in with you again, because I don't think that I will be happy if I go back to corporate America. I might, I might, you know, have to do, I might, you know, I want to be able to stay in my creative zone and be able to pursue my artistic endeavors and it might not be able to sustain me in the beginning and I might have to move you know back in with you I told my parents this and um, I had a conversation and I had to get very honest with myself as to what I wanted to create for my future I also knew that you know with, with regards to my finances things were never going to be the same in the sense that no matter how much more money or how much less money I made in the future than what I was accustomed to having. Um, after my divorce, I was never going to ever um, ignore my finances. I was never going to let another man come into my life without me being very on top of the numbers, on top of the taxes, on top of the, sp the expenses and the savings. I was going to be a woman from now on that was going to be way more proactive when it came to my finances. I was going to be um, careful about my credit card Uh, my credit card score because like after the divorce, my, my, my credit score was ruined. It was, it's a long story, but basically it made me confront the type of person that I wanted to be when it came to my finances and when it came to my career. So that was one pillar that I had to examine. The next pillar was like, what about my family life? What was that going to be like? Now I was going to be a single mother. What kind of single mother did I want to be? I had to get very crystal clear as to the type of mother that I wanted to be for my son. And this was extremely painful at this moment because I had never pictured myself as a single mother. I grew up in a household where my parents, you know, had had a, uh, have still a fulfilling and happy marriage. Um, and so that's the kind of life that I projected for myself. 
and that I saw myself in. And so it was very difficult for me, but I had to be honest with myself. Okay, now that this is the reality, what is it that I want to create for my son and for myself? How is this dynamic going to play out in the best way that I possibly can imagine it to play out? What is it that I want to transmit to my son? What What is it that I want to give to my son in terms of values, in terms of a home, in terms of nurturing him? Um, so that was something that I had to examine. The friendships also that I wanted to cultivate, like what kind of people that I want to hang around with? What kind of person was I becoming? What kind of person did I want to become? What are What were the things that I wanted to learn like, what did I want to learn in this new time in my life? Was I going to go back to school? I was also toying with the idea of going back and uh, to, going back to college and pursuing a degree in uh, film production and um, film directing because I was, you know, I, I realized, okay, well, this is truly my avenue. Like, I want to be a part of a part of performance, a part of film, but maybe I have to go into another area and I wanted to be a part of that world. So I was toying around with the idea of like, okay, well now what am I going to do? Like I had my realtor license, but did I really want to pursue real estate? And I realized very quickly that no, that's not what I wanted to do. Like I really wanted to create a life for myself where I was also going to be passionate about the things. Like if now I was going to be taking care of the family economically, I wanted to make sure that whatever I was pursuing, that it was going to be something that was going to fulfill me inside from my heart. For me, that was extremely, extremely important. Um, apart from that, my home, like what kind of home did I want to have? Like, how did I want to feel in my home? I, I remember I did a cleanse, like a, like a home cleanse, uh, you know, after the separation. And I did this um, meditation, I remember, where I basically closed my eyes and I went into every room. And then I decided, like, all the objects in my room that made me feel love and hope and anything that was still energetically vibrant, like, vibrating with me, I would keep. But if I would come across an object in my meditation as I was going through my house, right, in my mind, if I came across an object that gave me a painful memory or didn't didn't give me like a sense of peace, I removed it. I took it out of my house. I gave it away. Uh, you could sell it if you want. But I there was a lot there were a lot of things that were even valuable monetary wise that I re removed from my home because I simply couldn't look at them because I realized that when I looked at them, it just reminded me of my past and I didn't want to be stuck in my past. So I got, a rid of, I got rid of a lot of things, but it was a great moment to reinvent myself even in that way. Like what, you know, what was I going to be connected to in my home? What were the objects that I was going to keep that were going to, you know, still stay true to the type of life that I wanted to create for myself? And I invite you to do that exercise because it's extremely powerful. There might be things that you're holding on to in your house that may have a monetary value, but sentimentally they're, they're making you sad every time you look at them. They're bringing you down. They're bringing... They have a different vibration that's no longer, you know, in, in, in sync with the kind of vibration that you want to elevate to. And so it's, it's extremely important to take a look at all of this. Another aspect of your life that you're going to want to also look at what, how you want it to be is your body, your wellness, your sensuality, your femininity, like, you know, how you want to dress. Like you, it might be a time where you completely transform yourself from like the inside out, not only spiritually, what do you want spiritually, but also because that's another one, right? It's another pillar spiritually. Who do you want to be as a woman? But your body, like the temple of your body, what do you, what do you want to do with it? 
You know, are, are you going to decide to take care of yourself, to feed yourself so that you nurture your body, you take care of it, you make it strong? Are you going to start exercising? Maybe you're going to get in the best shape of your life. Interestingly enough, that's what I did. Like I got into a better shape of my life after than before. And I realized it was, it was fuel. Some of it was, some of it was fueled by like, you know, a, um, this pent up uh, energy that I had, that I had to release that might've not been good energy, but I needed to release it in a way. And I found a very healthy way to release that negative energy, which, which was through exercise. And as a result, it ended up helping me because I, I, you know, it gave me the, the happy hormones, the exercise that I would do would make me feel happier. And wasn't just, you know, chemically making me feel happier, but it was also making me feel stronger. And as a result, as a feeling, as a result of feeling stronger, it also gave me more confidence in myself. So during this time, examine like what, you know, how you want to take care of your physical body, what you want for yourself in terms of health. It's very, very important. Um, and then I already mentioned it, but spiritual spirituality is also important. Like what kind of person do you want to become when it comes to your spirituality? I remember, you know, thinking that I had lost sort of my connection with God at one point during my marriage. And when I was going through my divorce, I realized that one of the things I wanted to get connected to again was my faith in God and my spirituality. And I remember making a promise to myself that from then on, I was never, I was, you know, I was always going to stay close to God after that. And it also helped me tremendously during all of that. And then beyond because I remained way more connected to spirit, more connected to the universe, more connected with God. Um, and then lastly, although I'm circling back to the very beginning, is like thinking of like the hobbies and the fun things that you want to do for your life. So there's a lot of, for you to write there. There's a lot for you to experiment with. There's a lot of thinking <laughs> that you're going to have to go through, a lot of writing that you're gonna have to um, to do a lot of journaling for you to reinvent your life. But I'm here to tell you that it's 100% worth it, getting crystal clear on what you want so that you can reinvent your life. There's no way that you can reinvent your life to what you want it to be unless you get really crystal clear on what it is that you truly want. And it's interesting because along the process, you might realize that a lot of the things that you thought you wanted were actually just being imposed by um, societal norms or by by what your by why your friends think that they want or by what the television tells you that you want or by what social media tells you that you should want. And a lot of times these exercises of really like writing down will have you realize that a lot of the things that you actually do want are way more connected to your inner child than they are connected to anything external. You kind of have to go within once again, so reconnect to the little girl within and, and yeah, and get crystal clear. And how do you do that? By journaling, writing, 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 thinking about it, asking yourself, going through the exercise. And it's, and it can be quite fun because you might start thinking you want something. It's like creating a vision board and then you put it on the vision board and you're like, ah, actually I want this. And then you start, it's like a puzzle that you start putting together, right? That masterpiece that you're going to be creating. You're, you're right now, you're collecting all the colors that you want to put on the canvas. Maybe you only want to use black and white, or maybe you want to use the entire rainbow of colors on the canvas. It's up to you. But the reality is that you have 
the ability to choose for yourself the kind of life that you want for your future. And so take advantage of this moment to really make it a moment where you reflect. I think a lot of the healing process after divorce is reflection. Reflection of what your life has been. Reflection on what your life, of what you want your life to be in the future. And the reflection of, you know, the type of energy that you want to put out into the world. And one day you'll look back after all the reflecting, after all the journaling, after all the little actions that you take step by step to sort of put your heart back together, that you are the, a stronger woman that you ever dreamed possible, than you ever dreamed possible that you could be, that you have more wisdom inside you than you could have possibly imagined, that you have more strength, more intelligence, more abundance, more beauty, more sensuality, more love to give than you ever thought. So anyways, I'm going to end with that thought. If you have any questions on reinventing your life and the journal exercises you can do, go to mamasconganaspodcast.com forward slash 196. I'll see you next week. Mamacita, besitos, healing energy and love your way. Love you. It's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. Besitos.